0: Hello and welcome to another podcast called "How I Teach Golf." I'm your host Duncan Walger, and today I'm really looking forward to speaking to Alistair Spink. Alistair, how are you, sir?
1: I'm very good, Duncan. Thank you very much. How are you?
0: I'm very well, thank you. Enjoying the sunshine. Long may it last. Long may it
1: last. <laughs> yeah, absolutely well. We've got grey sky here at the moment, but it's been it's been all right for the last well over a week now, hasn't it? So.
0: Yeah,
1: and I'm looking forward to hearing
0: about exciting news um, a bit later on in our in our conversation.
1: Okay. Yeah. Great.
0: So tell me a bit about you. Um, I think I met you when we were at Birmingham University doing our postgraduate diploma in sports coaching. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that was quite a long way down your journey <laughs> as a PGA professional and uh, and coach. So give us a bit of the backstory, Alistair, how you started out, how
1: you got into the game and how you ended up where you are now. Okay. Wow. Okay. That, uh, that might take a bit of time because as you yeah. say, it, it has covered um rather too many years really. <laughs> um Well, I, um so I'm, I think I'm slightly unusual in my, in my start in as much as no one in my family played golf. Okay. So, um, you know, quite often are introduced by a family member. Well, actually, I wasn't. So um, we just used to live near a golf course. And um, so my dad just used walk the dog. And then somewhere along the line, I kind of walked alongside with him and um, and just picked up a golf club and started sort of hitting a ball along, really. Um, and that's kind of all I did for, I was kind of, I, I don't know, about eight probably, like that um and then it was actually a friend of his at work that said um you know if if he's really keen come along to the golf club so um i joined a club when i was 10 Mm um so they wouldn't let me in because i was too small so i had to go and have an interview with the secretary yeah um and he asked me lots of questions and um uh this sounds horrible to even say this when i look back now but um I had to go out on the golf course and prove that I was good enough um so that's what they made me do yeah um, I mean it was a long while ago, you know, so I had to go out on um and play and um and i mean it you know wasn't a problem for me at that age um and um they said yeah you you're okay, you're good enough so and good.
0: Do, you th- do you think that was because no you, you, your mum or dad weren't members of the club, or do you think that was just their process? Um, I
1: think it was a little bit of both. So yes. th- the interview was definitely their process, and having to prove myself was they were um, just concerned what I would do out on a golf course. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, the, the, the first or was a par three. It was 110 yards, and I remember getting at my forward and giving yes. it to a mighty smack. <laughs> and uh, kind of getting it somewhere near the edge of the green, and, and that was kind of it I was in then, really. Fantastic. Um, so it all sort of developed from there, and I, and I didn't take it over seriously, to be fair, and mm-hmm. um, school was quite important to me. So um, I did, uh, well, in those days, it was O-levels, and then I did went to college. Yeah. Um, and that's when I just started playing quite a bit and then actually found that... Um, golf was beginning to come a little bit important to me okay um but I still kind of pushed it to one side and I then went work for an insurance company and I started doing professional insurance exams and then I did get the chance to give it a go and it was really by chance that um that uh Steve who was pro at the time said you know you spend a hell of a lot of time up here yeah. Why don't, why don't you give it a go? Now you kind of got a bit, your exams behind you. So I thought, yeah, okay. And, you know, cause I thought I was quite a good player like you do. Yep. Um, and so that's when it kind of all happened. And, and, uh, you know, at the beginning then it was never to be a coach. It was obviously to play. Yeah. Um, and then after about two years, uh, kind of realized that maybe that wasn't going to happen. Okay. Um, and, um, and then just kind of, you know, just kind of developed into other areas. Then really. So, were you ever a club pro, or were you an assistant to, to Steve? What was that? Um Yeah, I've, I've, I've never been a traditional club pro. So oh. I, I was assistant, and then, um, and then my second club, I was more of a teaching pro. Okay. Um, and then I became a. a a manager of a shop and a coach um, and then became general manager of a golf club so I kind of ended up doing little bits of everything but never the traditional golf club professional I've never had my own shop never okay. never never done any retailing all, apart from for somebody else okay never, never had to run my own retail business
0: okay understand and then so where, where are you now and what, you know how long have you been there
1: um well i'm now based um at finn valley so which is in Suffolk just outside ipswich yeah and i've been there on and off for a number of years um, but I now really kind of just freelance coaching okay um as i 'm kind of running other projects and still doing my research mm-hmm. um, so i'm not coaching huge amounts now yeah. um but would never you know i still I still love it, so I would never want to uh, not have that opportunity yeah 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 um but finn's fantastic because it's got it's got everything that you would want um from a very open and family policy yeah um it's proprietary owned so it's 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 run as a as a business yes um it's got a range uh both uh undercover and outside and then this amazing par three golf course that runs around the outside which is just Perfect for us to coach on. Yeah. Uh, and then also an 18-hole course and uh, just in the process of having a brand-new clubhouse, which will open in August. So
0: wow, fantastic!
1: It's, it's all quite exciting and, as like I say, very, family, very family-orientated. very family And am I which,
0: right saying it won a, an award? Was it last year or the year
1: before? It did, yeah. It won um, Most Welcoming Club in 2017 for uh, England Golf Awards. Fantastic. fantastic. Um, which is oh, a real okay. testament it, to, to how yeah. they want to run it, you know, is that it's... It's it's been it it's, uh, it's family run and it's been the land has been in the family for years, mm-hmm. um, and the farmer at the time saw a vision back in 1990 that he he needed to change tack a little bit, and um, and went into golf and yeah. you know good luck to him and never looked back since.
0: Oh, brilliant! So, how long have you been associated with 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 Vince? So.
1: Um, on and off probably now about six or seven years okay so i was director of golf there um at one point i've evolved now into a bit more of a freelance coach okay so let's let's
0: kind of move it on because and you can please correct me if i'm wrong and i'm Mm -hmm. i am kind of trying to guess a little bit here okay um I obviously met you, as I've already said, when we were up at Birmingham University doing the PG dip. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were the year above me. I think you were the first year that did it. You were the first yeah, first that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As in my year, I know that with with your year as well, there was a lot of, I don't want to say career changes because that's incorrect, but I would say mm-hmm. a lot of pathway changes. Would, mm-hmm. would that be fair in saying, would I be fair in saying that?
1: Oh, Yeah, change my, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. If if you're shying away from saying it, then I would be the yeah. No, completely changed my whole world.
0: Yeah. So Um... uh, what what kind of happened? Because obviously, (laughs) when I when I was there, I I I I'd done my stint at Wentworth. I'd been out in Mm -hmm. Madeira. Um, I'd come back and very fortunate to work in Braintree Golf Club for three years. Then I went on like myself. I just went, you know, teaching full time. and you know, always desperate for learning, continued learning, trying to improve, trying to get better. Um, and saw that the PG dip was available, so started doing that. And for me, it was just the hardest thing I've ever done, one of the, <laughs> the most rewarding, one of the most <laughs> things I've ever done. Um, and you know, there was a lot of guys on my guys and girls on my in my year that their pathway with coaching changed some of them changed countries some of them (laughs) yeah you know still within golf but their job description or whatever had changed massively so mine didn't change all that much with regards to still a full-time coach but just the way that I coached and the way that it impacted um things that I do in lessons and, and and bits and pieces and the way that I look at other people coaching and the research behind it and bits and pieces changed. But
1: for you, what, what was, what was so life-changing? Oh, wow. Well, it, it came at a, it came at a really good question how I was coaching. Okay. Um, so I, I mean, very similar to you really. And as I said previously, I'd coached at a number of different places Um done quite a bit of elite coaching been to cpd um but was just beginning to kind of question that approach really and yeah and um so when i first started post-grad yeah yeah the pg dip um i was looking for some some answers really and I've got kind of lots and lots of questions but at the time didn't really expect to find them to the depth that I did when I when I walked into that room and spoke yeah. with um, well Matt Bridge initially and, yeah. um, and and he just started to put all of the missing pieces into place for me um, okay. I, and I, I kind of walked in I think we probably all did to a certain extent with with a certain kind of uh, trepidation um but also you know that I was quite confident in what I was coaching and why um except when Matt started to ask me what I was basing my assumptions on yeah um I was left with a kind of well because I've kind of always done it like that really yeah and so you know very soon I became. Um, well, I and I'm sure you're the same. I just question everything now. Whatever anybody says to me, it doesn't have to be in golf, it's just in life. I mean, I, I just become irritating because <laughs> so people, you know, will say something to me and I said, well, you know, why did you do that? Or, or why? Or well, what? And, and and I can't stop and all these questions come out. And um, so, yeah, it, it really was. It was life changing. Um, I, like you, found it incredibly difficult to start with. Um, cause I'd never stepped foot in a university at that point, you know, so I was, um, then 46 years old and okay. had, you know, had never done any formal qualifications since I'd walked out of college. So, yeah. um, but I just absolutely loved it and still love it now. And I'm just about to start a PhD and, you know, I just can't believe I'm saying that because, yeah. um, so you take me back to that first day and not a chance. Yeah. So
0: you did your PG dip and yeah. you also did
1: your MSc. I d- yeah, yeah. I carried straight on and did my master's. Um, so your
0: master's was a, a based on what?
1: Um, still had a underpinned by sports coaching, but by now, by then it was very uh, gender focused. So all okay. of my work now is very much looking at gender and challenges for women in sport. Okay. And, and the balance of... Um, well balancing cultural um, beliefs against social and sport culture okay that whole issue of of gender just fascinates me yeah Um, which again was something that i'd never really considered before stepping into campus at at the university
0: yes 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 i mean i i i kind of hadn't either (laughs) <laughs> I can still remember reading certain papers about, you know, should we coach boys different from girls mm. and the the studies that have been done through different sports and bits and pieces. And like you said, it just opened my eyes big time into the way that I communicate and what, mm. you know, and what was it based on, really?
1: Yeah. Because like absolutely. you said at the start
0: was, well, it's kind of really all we've ever done it this way.
1: Yeah.
0: That's yeah. not good enough anymore, is it? No, absolutely so, not.
1: No. I mean, I you know, I, if someone said, this is what you do, then that is what I did. Yeah. And if it if I in my coaching and, I, you know, I like to be really honest when I reflect back on my coaching and, and still now, um, you know, if if I told somebody to do something and it would make them better and it didn't work, then, mm. well, that's their problem. <laughs> you know, I've, I've told you if you can't do it. Well, you know, what else do you want me to do? And mm-hmm. yeah, it just sounds so awful. But growing up and learning to coach, that's what I did, and yeah. um, and it was you know I never was I never was that reflective practitioner that looked to consider doing it a different way. I hate now even now, saying it, but uh, it's it's very now true. That
0: I, yeah, now that I know that you do it a very different way, and you you developed um, a kind of new. I'm not. Uh, Again, if I'm wrong, please, please yeah, yeah. Yeah. jump on me. But uh, a new kind of uh, set of principles and a way to develop and get uh, a lot more uh, girls and women into the game of golf, and it's called Love Love That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a okay. uh, it's uh... a came out of PG Dip and your Masters, or
1: yeah, definitely. I'd started I started a project just before PG Dip, which was called Here Come the Girls, and that's where it started, um, yeah, I mean... and that's when I was. Um, what I did was I started, I wanted to, to really focus on female participation because I was seeing, this was back in 2011, and I saw this kind of big disparity and the number of women playing golf was going down and the average age of the women that were playing was going up. And I just couldn't quite get that out of my mind, really. Um, and so I created this project, as I say, called Here Come the Girls. and And one of the things that I did by... By pure chance, was that I asked all of the women in my group, and I had like fifty women, so it was quite a big group. Um but I asked them all to complete a journal and I asked them to write in their um not only their coaching experiences, but their life experiences and their um a little bit about the perceptions of the game, but also how their family treated them when they knew they were playing golf, what happened at work, what, what happened when I wasn't there, because yeah. I considered that to be really important. Really important, yeah. And so this so was just before I started um, uni. And what they wrote in those journals was the first life-changing moment.
0: Okay.
1: A, because I'd never really asked anyone for true feedback on, yep. on my coaching. Because I kind of, you know, would they say something negative, you know, or mm-hmm. would 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 they tell me the truth? Um, so it was a bit of a bold move for me. But um, so, you know, they 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 I wanted them to write everything that they possibly could, and they did. And, and at the end of the project, I expected to be getting back, you know, one two pages, but I was actually getting back pages and pages <laughs> and pages. Excellent um and they wrote about a world that i didn't recognize okay um i've got three boys they're all good at sport they've Mm -hmm. grown up being um rewarded for being good at sport and every opportunity opens up to them but that's not what these women were writing about how they perceive sport and their experiences of sport um And so I kind of had all of this going on in my mind when I then um, started the university, and that's why my focus went down that gender because that route because I I wanted to know some answers.
0: Yeah. So then, when you got all this feedback, and then now you know, we have a better understanding of how, because of PG Dip, and Mm -hmm. and then into your master, and then onto your masters, so you're now um converting all this data yeah feelings feedback and so you've come up with this with again with a new a new format um, so how does love.golf work um, obviously we've got the new the new women's charter yeah which we can get, yeah. On, get on to kind of secondary you know take, yeah. love.golf
1: was before yeah uh, yeah yep. um well i i I didn't want to be someone that did the research separate from the actual um, application. Right. So, you know, there's there's so much out there where people put forward research and they put forward ideas. Mm. But, you know, that's no good if you don't actually put it into practice and test it yeah. and then learn from it. Because whatever you do in theory, translate into certainly coaching practice um word for word so it needs to be changed and and um again reflected upon all all of the time and critiqued so i took a lot of the a lot of the theory a lot of the learning theory so not styles because we know learning styles isn't what it's made (laughs) out but the actual learning theory so i I use something called social constructivism which was um which basically means that a learner can only learn so much by themselves but Mm. get them involved with everybody else in the environment and the learning opportunities are just massive yeah um so i I put that together with a lot of a bit of bit of constraints coaching and teaching games for understanding and and came up with a a little bit of a philosophy that had the flexibility to be changed but it it sat i tested it with the women that i got in my group and it sat really nicely Good. Um, And then at the same time, Syngenta, which is a global agricultural company, were doing some similar research and and insight into female participation. And I just got I just got really lucky. I just got a phone call to say, we've got this research. We hear you're putting your research into practice. We think we can work together. And and that's where Love.Golf then. That's how it started, really.
0: And were they doing research on in, in other sports then? Uh,
1: no, just in golf. So, um, I mean, they work across. So, it's it's a global company. They come yeah. into golf from various different angles, um, but their their objective really is to grow the game, and yeah. they have the resource to be able to help. Um, and so they want, you know, so so they want to, and, and so they were very well, I was very fortunate that they were able to support this project okay. um, but it needed to be based upon and, and i think you know, if you if you listen to i i always go back to um, a speech that Steve Jobs gave at Stanford University, and he spoke about joining the dots and yeah. you can't join the dots looking forward you can only join them by looking back and mm. that's very much my story if i hadn't have gone to uni and done the research yeah. it wouldn't have attracted someone like Syngenta because they needed it to be built upon something
0: yeah um, it had to be on a
1: firm foundation exactly yeah, yeah rather than just Alistair's got a nice yes exactly yeah, yeah yeah and it had to be <laughs> tested and we had to acknowledge and accept critique to strengthen it and you know and, and to carry on building it and it, and it's just grown from there so you know it's it's now it's, it's more than a coaching initiative so now it's a community of of coaches yeah um that challenge support and help each other um and i love you know again that's that's like stepping back into the university it's yeah. just coaches come together every month and we just kick around ideas um and talk about what's working and what hasn't worked and you know no egos they're not don't come into any of our conversations it's if we're going to change female participation no one's going to do it by themselves it's it's you know it's the power comes from the community so and then we build the community of women so we we call them the love.golfers if you like yeah We, we build that community um because we want like my journals we always want the insight to shape our projects so what
0: what now
1: happens in
0: in love.golf so kind of i want to know how 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 um people can sign up Mm -hmm. um and what will what what happens is it just a one-off or is it six weeks or, or what what happens
1: well this is the i mean this i just think this is one of the um the unique points which i absolutely love is that it can we, we have a core product which would be a six-week project yeah um which would kind of take you so you go out on the golf course in the very first session mm-hmm. and all of the learning is contextualized on the golf course um i don't want the women spending hours on the range learning a lot of skills before they go out i want them out yep. there understanding it from the word go um so we have a number of six-week projects but then the thing is again you know female participation hasn't changed in Europe in 10 years so that's just not enough anymore we've got to do something different so what we also now do is is we we've kind of taken the shackles off and we say to our coaches okay well you know you can now kind of do what I did when I started, be really innovative and create your own ideas within our brand. Mm. And, you know, so if you have something that particularly works in your area that might involve, um, you know, it might be one day or two hours or one session a month, or as long as it fits within our philosophy and, and guidelines, then you go with it and then you develop it with our help, report back to the community. If it works, we'll build it if it's not working let's try and see why it's not working and let's try again and i I just think that's really unique i I love it
0: and that all comes through like you said that comes through your community of instructors getting together saying this worked really well and everyone's like mine was similar and somebody else was like well i've done this hasn't worked why not and
1: you can draw yeah. on each
0: other's experience as well. So, yeah. how many coaches will be in that in that in your
1: community now? We've got what, um, we've got twenty eight at the moment. Yeah, we've just now taken um, a new coach in Sweden, and we've got one now in Germany. Um, okay. I'm going to Spain next week, and I'm hoping we'll get a little cohort from Spain as well. Um, are you going to cooperation? Sorry, are we? Are you going to the Federation? Are you going to Madrid? I am um, going to Madrid, and we're doing something with the PGA of Spain. Yes. Um, yeah. So, really looking forward to that. And what what we want, uh, ideally, we're looking our coaches. They have to be really passionate about change, yeah. and they have to really want to to really, you know, su- support female participation. If we have an international community of fifty or so coaches, that's where we're kind of looking to get it towards. Yeah. I think that's such a powerful, a powerful group to have. Dif- yeah. Different cultures, different ideas. Um, yeah, because we're yeah we're struggling in 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 the in the home countries. Um, mm. You know, a lot of the European model is is more family based. Uh, the culture is different so you know we don't need to reinvent the wheel here we just need to look at what and why is working Mm. but then we've got to do something about it it's you know we've got to go for it we've got to so we don't just want to talk about it we want to put our necks on the line and say well we're going to do it
0: yeah so within a within a love.golf um session Mm -hmm. um would there be any use of technology or training aids or?
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, But just trying to really um, contextualize the learning as much as possible. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, I've used, I don't own a track man, but I've borrowed a track man before and I've used that in love.golf to i talk quite a lot about a frame of reference and i think you know when golfers first start their frame of reference as with any new skill sport is very low so you just build it up bit by bit if i feel that the technology can help and it's appropriate and it's at the right time then absolutely yeah um but it, it, you know, it needs to be with, within our projects. We're probably not going to be using it until um, we're kind of about four projects in.
0: Okay.
1: Um, but, you know, we never want to say to our coaches, you can't use it because mm-hmm. then it cuts off a channel where a coach might come along and say, I did this with it. And it was fantastic. Yeah. And the women loved it. And, yeah. you know, we might have missed that. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we want to use it if, if it's... Going to benefit the customers definitely, yeah,
0: absolutely, absolutely. So as you say, it's very much love dot golf participant centred rather than yeah, rather than just this is the framework and you have to go within these
1: this this yeah, it,
0: you know this week it is whatever it is.
1: If it gets too prescriptive, we will not be able to. Um, we won't. We'll be. We won't be able to scale it. That's the thing. No. We can't. You can't scale anything if you're constricted. You've, you've yeah. got to be prepared, and, and the coach has to do that. The coach has to be prepared to think outside the box. It's it's a challenge to the coach. Yes. Um. But you know, as as we just said, so I was walking into uh, University of Birmingham. Yeah. And look what uh, we got out of it. So exactly. you know, we we well, we want to do that. Post- <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. so and I just want to give the coach you know I, I can and I, and, and I do with all of our coaches but we want them to say so I keep coming back to it, it's all if we're going to change female participation it's all about yeah. action getting yes. out there and doing it
0: so that leads me nicely <laughs> onto the, the, the women's charter
1: absolutely yeah and so I, the, I, we the, 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 Past is yours, Alice. <laughs> Let's Get this out as much um, as we can Well, absolutely. I mean, it's really pleased to see that the RNA have taken that step, um, because, as I say, not not one person, not one association or organisation can can create positive change. Mm-hmm. Um, it should be the RNA that leads it, because they have the ability to draw together all of the players the the main players within the industry initially globally to drive something forwards yeah um absolutely. so we were really syngenta had an invite and love.golf had an invite and we were really pleased to be there um and to pledge our support which we've done and yeah. and obviously um you know a lot of organizations will get behind it and and rightly so so that's that's the start and again you kind of know that because you kind of led me to it but again mm-hmm. now you know we don't just want to be sitting in a room saying well we should do this we should do this or this is not right this is not working we now need to deliver um and if we do it you know it, if love love.golf is not one answer no no project's going to be one answer but if we can all Build something together; it becomes a very powerful movement. And you know, I'm I'm really pleased that the RNA have taken the lead.
0: Yeah, and then will that will that um, will there be like like with Love.Golf, Golf, will there be uh, opportunities for all of the all of the participants kind of get together? Not as in the participants of the. Uh, of, of the, the ones that are taking lessons, but mm-hmm. the ones that are organising the different formats yeah. that is going to come in. Will there be that opportunity to create a very big
1: community of practices, if yeah. you like? Yeah. So yeah, we can yeah. exchange ideas between everybody. Well, I certainly hope so, and it, and it it needs to. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think the one of the challenges for the golf industry is that it is so fragmented and so confusing um if if we can kind of draw our resources together um and and dare i say support each other and be a bit more open with our with our sharing and learning Mm -hmm. um you know that that's going to be good for all of us yeah and and so i'm sure that will I'm sure that will be the case. I don't think it has been in the past, but I think that's the opportunity now that the RNA can can really help us with, um, because we, you know, we it, it, this this is a tough this is a tough nut to crack. Female yeah. participation, you know, you can't change culture overnight. You, no. you know, we know what culture's like in golf clubs. Um, yes. golf clubs want to change. They just don't know how. Yeah. Um, so it's it's a real tough nut. And to the more people that can get behind this movement and, as I say, put it into action, then I think we can, you know, we can show clubs that um, that they that they can change and give them the the confidence and support to, or um, well, to at least have a go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we can't run their businesses, but we can at least put a robust case study together that can show them this is what will happen if you don't and this is what can happen if you do yeah no
0: that's fantastic and you know just as a sideline again i think for myself i always was looking for people that were willing and open to share their ideas um yeah. on a coaching basis i think pg dip really opened me up to the group Uh, of coaches that were willing to do that. But it also showed me the reason why I think I was drawn towards certain coaches because they were the ones that were actually willing to share their information. Mm -hmm. They didn't have the egos that was basically saying, you know, this is my information, no one else is going to get it, I'm right and everyone else is wrong. Yeah. It was, it's guys that stood up and said, here's my information. It yeah. might be right. It might be wrong. But I'm happy to have a discussion with you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. And and that's how we will be able to um, help and support our younger coaches. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we've got some some quite young coaches in Love.Golf and they're just fantastic. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, we want them to have their comp- the confidence to be able to say actually i don't agree with that or actually i tried this and um yeah and i think when i was getting into coaching as i said a bit earlier it was well this is how you do it Mm. and if you didn't kind of agree with it you just kind of didn't say anything yeah um you know that's the same learning theory that we have in our in our projects is that you need to be learning from everyone yeah Asta, that's great. So Boom. if you only
0: had a hundred pounds, <laughs> yeah. what would you spend it on to help female golfers or female? Well,
1: well, I yeah, I I listened to some previous podcasts. I had a bit of a think about it, this one. Okay. Um, but you know, I'm kind of going down the same route. So I, I think I think I would I would like them to go out and buy some, some foot spray. Yeah um obviously for their club face not for any personal issues um <laughs> so but we we use that in our sessions a, a lot with the love.golf sessions because it's just it fits so well within our our philosophy of self discovery and kind of trying to work things out. i, I love the foot spray um i think uh, a, a pack of chalk yeah um a chalk line for for putting yeah again all of those things allows them to learn without me being there, and mm. if you can learn without a coach being there, then again I think that's the that's the real powerful time yeah um and then I'm probably just gonna go for i was kind of thinking what I put alignment sticks in i I've got lots of money left over haven't i uh, so you have. okay, I'm gonna chuck in a few alignment sticks and a, and a couple of teas. I mean if the alignment sticks don't work, you can use them to grow run beans or something. <laughs> okay, yeah, we've still got quite a bit of change then to get to get to get these new women out playing golf. Yeah. Right.
0: Uh, a prediction for the year, Alistair.
1: Um, I think whether it's a prediction or whether it's a hope, but I think what I would love to see is I'd love to see the LET get yeah. getting back to where it should be. Um oh. getting stable and providing a showcase a, a showcase for women's golf. Yes. I I just hope that you know, if we want to get more particularly girls playing, they need mm. inspiration and aspirational role models and yeah. we need people like Georgia and Charlie and Mel playing in this country. <laughs> yes and yeah have so, access to them. absolutely and yeah. and and at, or at least have the opportunity to support yeah. um the tour so i as i really hope that can happen and i'm, I'm going to stick my neck on the line because so i like to 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 predict that it will probably at the end of the year and, and for going in for next year
0: and I'm with you all the way on that. They, they, yeah. The girls are great. They're very gracious with their times. They want it to work as well. Yeah. As do, as do. Do I say the foundation of the LET? See, Chris yeah. Johnson, Laura Davies, everyone yeah. else that's been a part of. I mean, I remember the. how I call them the glory days of the early '90s, all the way through to the 2000s, when you know it was. They. I mean, they were the best players in the world, and we yeah. could see them. Yeah. Nearly. Nearly every week in this country, and they were, you know, they were winning all over the world and everything else. And I'd love the Ladies European Tour, the LET, to to be back where where they belong. Yeah, it would be be awesome. No, so, yeah absolutely.
1: And, then, and now we've got some really good players again. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, that and can dominate for Cup. a long while.
0: So we've got the Curtis Cup out in the states next week as well. So. Yeah it's quite a young side as well. And they're hungry and they're going to, they're, they're going to they're gonna give it their, they're going to give it a hundred and whatever percent, if that's possible. Absolutely. Absolutely. So we are going to be right behind them. next yeah. week. be good. Um, do you have a favourite golf course?
1: Um, I do. Um, I've got one very clear winner and it was a course, and, and I'm a bit embarrassed to say this because I only played it at the end of 2016, having played <laughs> golf for, uh, well, dare I say nearly 50 years. And that is Sunningdale. Okay. Um, so played- I played it, yeah, for the first time. And I just fell in love with it. Yeah. And just thought, I, I, I played in an event, and I don't play that often nowadays. Yeah. And I played in an event, and it was a really early start. And I played, we, we played, I think we started in like about 14 and uh, the sun was really low and it was in our eyes. And I played the first couple of holes and I couldn't wow. really see. Yeah. And I didn't get off to the world's greatest start, to be honest. Yeah. And then we kind of turned and the sun just came up. And I was like, wow, this oh, yeah. is, um, you know, if you can have a golfing heaven. Um, yeah. I just absolutely, absolutely loved it. Um yeah. So I would go for Sunningdale, but then running a very close second and something completely contrary to Sunningdale um in looks would be our pathway three at Finn Valley. <laughs> because nothing wrong, nothing wrong with that. It's though. you know, it stands it, it it's just everything that I stand for, which is yes. you know, families can go out and play golf, they don't need to worry what they wear, they can yeah. carry the clubs in their hand, and as long as they're respectful to everybody else out there, then you know, just go and have a really good time. So Fantastic.
0: as you're the guest on, on the podcast, you also get to ask question of the day. Right. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to leave you to, you know, you can ponder it for five or 10 seconds. You want. <laughs> <All that. laughs> and I hope, and I hope it's quite loaded. I hope it's a good load. You want, you want a
1: loaded one.
0: Yeah. So I want some, I want to get some feedback with, so that, uh, so, you know, to, to, to help
1: the golfers out Okay. There.
0: Pieces. so question of the okay. day.
1: well it's going to be a little bit uh gender focused i think um uh, me. No, so, so, <laughs> so on my travels i go to a lot of golf clubs that as i go up the drive or they're bored outside and it says family friendly and yet when i walk into the golf club it all seems to be about segregation um And, you know, it's very much about men and, well, I don't like the term ladies, but, you know, you see it a lot within golf club and much prefer to use women. Um, But it's very much, um, it it just feels like that. And I just think, well, let's stop segregating and let's start integrating. And so my question would be to golf clubs, coaches and participants, how can we do that better?
0: So how can we integrate
1: yeah and be more family you know we say we how can we again it's, it's putting that action it's all very well saying family friendly on a board but yeah. you know it, it's how can we demonstrate that what's what's the actions that we need to do to to get more like it is in europe where it's definitely family orientated great that's kind of a bit of a long question isn't it but
0: no well, hopefully that's got people thinking, Alistair. And then can you give us any, uh, any of your social media things? So the way this, that people can yeah. give you answers to the question. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, want no. They want to get involved. They want to, they want to find out more about Love.Golf. How can they
1: do yeah, that? Yeah, no, that's great. Thank you for having the, having the opportunity. Um, on Twitter, I am at TheGolfCoach. And on Instagram, I am at the golf Coach underscore UK. And for website, nice and simple, this one, just love.golf. Fantastic.
0: Alistair, thank you ever so much. I hope that's really got people thinking about not just um, their role within golf, within their golf clubs, but also for the coaches to think about kind of what they're doing in their mm-hmm. facilities yeah. and like I said you know if they go on to love.golf or they um, find you on twitter or yeah. instagram that they can you know they can ask you questions and they can and, and you can hopefully guide them and we can steer them in the in the directions um that hopefully will help
1: very much so yeah I mean we'd love to say so we'd love to in, increase our our family of coaches, but. Just, you know, general conversations as well. Um, I am, as you can see, I'm happy to talk about gender, golf and coaching all day. <laughs> Alistair, but, thanks ever so much. I thank you I, for I, asking me. Really, i really,
0: really enjoyed this, um, how I teach golf. Uh, I look forward to catching up with you soon. Uh, I'm sure we'll be speaking soon about uh, a project or an idea that I've already got in my head. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Be working at a driving range it's a little different but uh i definitely think there's ways that uh that i can help and we can help. yeah i'd love to yeah yeah and i look forward to
1: to 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 speaking with you in the very near future Uh, that's fantastic thank you duncan really appreciate you asking me it's great to be doing it excellent thanks very much all right duncan cheers
0: cheers now
1: bye